Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Welcome to Amazing Truth Podcast. This is the Amazing Truth uh, Minute. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Today's Truth Minute comes from the book of James, chapter 1, verses 2 to four to 5, and it says, uh, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfected and complete, lacking nothing. In our last Truth Minute, I like the quote that our guest said. He said that your excuse may seem valid at the moment, but in the long run, self-destruction behavior will invalidate your excuses. I don't know what you're going through. You may be struck, but remember that you are not destroyed. You may be hard-pressed, but you are not crushed. You may be perplexed, but do not despair in it. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Christ, hope never in Christ, your hope never fails, and your storm will not last forever. That is the Amazing Truth Minute. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Welcome back to the Amazing Truth Podcast. Uh, this is episode eight of season two. And uh, in this two-part, well, four-part series, we're going to be focusing on chemical dependency, substance abuse, if you want to call it, uh, in relation to mental health. And uh, as from last week, we part one of this um, episode, we are talking to a brother of ours, and let him introduce himself. Uh, we were we focused on a, um, his introduction. We got to know him, and we dived deep into chemical dependency, and we talked about his identity crisis and how that affected. Uh, his growth as a young man coming from from Africa, and his life into high school, and and how he celebrated his twenty first birthday in the acceptable quote unquote acceptable American way I mean, by this, having a drink. Which this guy, this guy actually celebrated his birthday twice. Twice, man. <laughs> <His> Twenty one <laughs> birthday. <laughs> twice. birthday. So we don't yeah, we don't want to give you we don't want to give you a lot. So please listen to part one of um of that of the, of this of this series where we it's uh, you can find it everywhere uh, Spotify all wherever you get your podcast. Yes. But without further ado, let's have him introduce himself again. Just tell us your names and then we can dive into the conversation. All right. Um, my name is Isaiah Ongombe. I go by Isaiah Gisembe. But everybody, including everybody, I mean, <laughs> calls me Izo. Izo, all right. <laughs> Isaac. Everybody calls me that. So uh, there is a very small percentage of people who call me Isaiah. Probably myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just me. I, you know, we've we've kept up the the tradition. The everybody who comes here has a has a, 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 a k a k a so so k all right. 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 So here in Fort, will be known as Izo. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. I know we um. We, we we talked a lot about your journey, mm-hmm. 
so far with mm. chemical dependency and how that has affected you or affected you as a person and then you're seated right here as yeah. a success story mm-hmm. and we'll get into that about how you came up and uh, you know but we have to go into the hole so that mm-hmm. there's someone who's in that hole as yeah, well right so now we want to have. want you to reach out to him mm-hmm. even in that hole but then you you here as a success story to show that you know there is light at the end of the tunnel yeah. and yeah. you are a story to tell yeah. so uh, i'll just i'll just r- jump right into Let's it just jump right yeah. into it what was your drugs of choice my drug of choice was the first one obviously was um alcohol okay. okay and then after that is um i i dabbed into um uh weed or marijuana okay. whatever you call it um i did that uh, they kind of went together i i've never really talked about my marijuana use actually this is the first thing <laughs> um, this is a place of fast yes. Yes. for the most part so yeah, we we, we, uh, we applaud you for that it's yeah. very brave yeah. Yeah. yeah um and with that one mm-hmm. it's because i had i i i, I had uh, a justification for it mm-hmm. that i only did it with when i was meditating mm-hmm. or or when i was just kind of wanting to just to uh, be alone mm-hmm. even though s- sometimes i did it socially but most of the time that i smoked weed was by myself mm-hmm. how did you get introduced to weed first time oh man going back again it was high school mm-hmm. high school so those those house parties everybody smoked weed <laughs> you mean parties. everybody that smoked everybody weed. <laughs> and, and, right <laughs> and, and to you my click your my clique. whole click and to you weed. that was okay then if yeah that, 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 that was one of your excuses well everybody yeah. smokes weed right so yeah, that, that was one way to make it, it easy for it, you it, it, yeah it was one yeah it was yeah. one way of fitting in yeah. okay you know there's this whole thing and there's this whole pressure that young people even us as adults mm-hmm. that we feel like we have to fit in but there's nowhere mm-hmm. in the bible where we are asked to fit in yeah not even in christianity yes you are not asked to fit in it's you Be let yourself stand out yes and you let Jesus come into you yeah. mm-hmm. and mold you the way that mm-hmm. they want you. There's nowhere. You know this whole thing about fitting in that I want to tell younger people and something that I'm I'm going to keep repeating to my son as he grows up is that there is nowhere we are asked to fit in. They I mean the person who created us didn't even ask us to fit in into his church. Wow. <laughs> I think this guy's going to convert us <laughs> when the time is done. Wow. This is this is mind blowing. Yeah. You wanted to fit in, you get into alcohol. You want to fit in, you start smoking weed. Uh it's all introduced to you when you're in high school yeah. and all you want is to fit in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also there is also the need for identity finding out yourself yeah. and because mm-hmm. that is lacking you want to fit in mm-hmm. so did you fit in <laughs> at, at, at that time <laughs> at that time um it, it, you fit in because uh-huh. you know whoever you were with mm-hmm. was doing it mm-hmm. and then you did it you were all on the same level mm-hmm. and you have to realize that anything that takes you away from your normal way of thinking your normal way of reasoning mm-hmm when all of you guys are in that it's like a frequency mm-hmm. it's like a frequency mode you know it tunes you into a certain level that all of you are able to <laughs> relate to relate Can and I, then, I don't know why you know life because yeah. this guy how is explaining <laughs> it <laughs> but there's one it's like there's a radio one, station right yeah, now. And, we're on a different frequency yeah, yeah. and and they, i'm i'm just listening to you as mm-hmm. don't 
I'm yeah. listening to you and I'm saying that if I'm that kid in high school and you're yeah. explaining this to me, I have no reason not to use. Yeah. Because mm. it sounds good. It sounds like yeah. right. I'm going to be accepted. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. um, maybe I'm the weird kid in the in the block. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm the, you know, the, 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 the what do they call this? The geek, yeah. you know, the yeah. geek, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I want to be accepted. Mm-hmm. The way you're explaining it, Ken, and actually yeah, I agree. It's like yeah. even you, you are like, man, I want to be part of this. Maybe that's yeah, what, yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe that's that, what you that got in my head as yeah. a young boy. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that, that, man, that's that's acceptable. Because honestly, that's how it feels. Right. And 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 we always underrate the whole thing. Perception is reality. Mm-hmm. Whatever you see, mm-hmm. you've you've th- that's th- that's in your head. That's how you see the world. Mm-hmm. That is how you understand the world from what you are seeing. You know. Because you don't, images are formed in the brain. Yeah. They're not formed in the eye. Mm-hmm. So imagine you're thinking that this is normal. The first thing that it does to you as a young person, it tells you that whatever is happens at home is abnormal. It's abnormal. Mm. Wow. Man, I, you know, you know, Aizu, you're speaking like uh, you're like trapped in a young man's body. <laughs> but you're full of wisdom. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. You're breaking yeah. this, yeah, but again, you. it's experience. Yeah, yeah like it's experience. You, yeah. you put me and Ken and here talk about that, where we'll give you theory. Yeah. I'm surprised, Ken, and you have not Googled so far. Uh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> Google my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you did endometriosis. <laughs> that, that I had to Google. <laughs> but you did, right? Yeah. So, mm. now let's come back. You know, last, last, last time epi- episode, you talked about... Um, you talked about you had gone to you, you know you got a DUI you went mm. to uh, jail and then you you came out in six months mm-hmm. you did not touch alcohol right. mm-hmm. um, so after six months because clearly for six mm-hmm. months you are you know last time you were applauding yourself for six months yeah mm-hmm. but then what happened because it sounded like you went back you'll be shocked okay let me unshock me uh, <laughs> 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 <You'll be shocked. laughs> um, after six months yeah. we we. We graduated from our LPN program. Okay, we are we are sitting there. We actually went to the funny thing is these small small towns, <laughs> the bars are also the restaurants. Mm. So you went to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So we were there. I ate. Uh-huh. I promise you, I ate. <laughs> I had no plan of drinking. <laughs> it wasn't in my plan. Uh-huh. And then you know, and so all of a sudden, you know my classmates and everybody starts to have a drink. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I haven't done anything wrong for six months. Mm. I, I went back. I actually came out of jail that, uh, that uh, Sunday morning and studied all night. And on Monday I did a test Mm -hmm. and I passed. Mm -hmm. I studied. I the only thing that would show that I was still on track is for me to keep doing good in school. Yeah. Remember, keep that in mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kept doing good in school. I was like, you know what? According to everybody else, I've done good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what would having a drink hard at mm-hmm. this moment? You celebrate. Mm-hmm. There are the people who didn't drink mm-hmm. and who drank. We are all in the same boat now that we graduated. <laughs> Why not drink? <laughs> yeah. I I had one, one led to another. And the thing about addiction is you never it's never erased from your mind. You always pick up where you left off. Yeah. Mm. You will always pick up where you left off. Mm-hmm. And that same night, I had my favorite kind of drink. I the cheap one or the other one? The other one. <laughs> I, had, I had, by the time the night was done, I think I had had two bottles of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. So wh- wh- when did you end up getting the second DUI? Cause so after that. So how long? 
we continued mm-hmm. i continued now after that i obviously went back to my daily drinking yeah um finished my rn mm-hmm. and um um came back mm-hmm. got a job mm-hmm. um got a i want you guys to follow this got a promotion within the first three months of coming from a, gr- a graduation mm-hmm. even everybody at work was complaining <laughs> and then <laughs> got another promotion one year later mm-hmm. and then uh within i think it was less than 24 months there was a time that i was the acting director at work oh. and we were able to get a deficiency-free um, survey. Yeah. And I was the one at the helm. Mm. And then here's the funny thing about it, and this is why I want to tell people something, mm-hmm. that God never lets you. And he's always with you, even when you feel like that he's not with you. It's because you're not in the same frequency. Uh, I want to talk to the older and the younger people that... At that time, the loneliness that drives us to drink or the trauma, because, you know, you got to remember there are some people who turn to drinking and drugs because they were either sexually abused. Mm-hmm. There are so many roads mm-hmm. that lead to mm-hmm. this river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. The, you know, there are so many tributaries that come to this river mm-hmm. of substance abuse. And, and the one common denominator is loneliness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you are lost, identity crisis, you yeah. feel lonely because... This other world will not understand that you don't want to be a part of it, and this other world does not understand that you're pretending to be a part of it. Mm. Yeah. In the middle of it, you're lonely. And and God was always with me because at the height of my addiction, I was also at the height breaking uh, breaking uh, breaking barriers at work. Mm-hmm. A young African kid mm-hmm. going from going from um, Busting tables at that, I used to bust tables at that uh, place mm-hmm. to direct them mm. and to their first ever and their only ever deficiency free survey. Mm. Wow. And you have to realize, like, that was at the time that I was drinking. Now, at that time, I was drinking about one liter of hard liquor a day and a few beers mm. when this is happening. Wow. You're, you're thriving, yet you're, you have an addiction. But I have a serious monster that I'm living with. Mm. That that um that even at I, I came to find out later that my workmates and my you know my other bosses even from corporate knew like there was a young boy there who was really really good, but he has a liquor problem. They mm. knew it. They knew it. But wow. so but God's plan prevailed. Yeah. In in the way that He wanted to. Because God does things to exalt and mm-hmm. to show His glory, yeah. and and Satan's plan was also running concurrently. Mm-hmm. It just got to a point where that you know what, God said that okay, we both cannot coexist in the house. Now you have to make a choice. Right. Okay, and so <coughs> so now you are thriving in your career. You are thriving in all these. You know everything is going well. Mm-hmm. I want us to build because we want to come to 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 talking about where you are. You mm-hmm. know and all that stuff. So how how did you what was the climax of that and now what makes you say enough of these that starts the other journey mm-hmm. that you 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 know you're currently you're yeah. currently in so at the climax of that is um well leading up to the climax I get my second DUI mm. so I'm the only manager at work going from the workhouse to work if you ever been to a workhouse that's jail. They yeah. just call it a workout. They shouldn't call it a workout. Glor- yeah. Glorified jail. You just yeah, it's glorified jail. You mm-hmm. just you just happen to 
they give you your clothes from yesterday. And if you don't bring extra clothes, you wear the same clothes to work every day. So at at this point you're you're at the workhouse. So I was at the workhouse for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And until I got on house arrest. Okay. Okay. So my second DUI led to house arrest. But you're at the workhouse. Why were you at the workhouse at that time? So because um you're supposed to be on house arrest and if you don't have everything all together mm-hmm. for you, you're sentenced to go to the workhouse. Okay. But if you have um all your systems together to do house arrest, mm-hmm. you just do house arrest, you go from home to home to work and back home. Back home. So I I ended up getting on um getting my second DUI. Mm-hmm. I had um <coughs> excuse me. Mm-hmm. I had um I had gotten um at that time that was my second DUI. I had had a few um probation violations. Mm-hmm. So there were some days that uh some weekends that I spent in jail that nobody knew about. Mm. Because I was either caught drinking or tested positive for alcohol when I wasn't supposed to be drinking. Mm-hmm. This is from your first DUI. All this is uh, this is now from my second DUI. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and and you know, and these things are happening when everything else around me is thriving. By the mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. so you're but looking good on the outside. Yes. But you're battling with some demon that only you. Oh, I call it yes. a demon because someone else does their lifestyle. It right? is. It is. But it is. you're battling with some. To you, yes. What is a struggle mm-hmm. at that very moment? Right? Yeah. And so you end up in house arrest. Yes. Okay. And and how, how long, if you don't mind? I so don't I did house arrest. House arrest is always just for one month. Okay. You do house arrest for one month, mm-hmm. and then you're free. Okay. And then you're free to move around as you want and you know do whatever you need to do. But the, the I I honestly do believe that it's it's some um, it's, it's it's some darkness mm-hmm. that is sent. At this time I'm depressed. Yeah. Because everything else is going good. Mm-hmm. But I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. This is the time that I dropped out of church. Mm-hmm. That a lot of people can tell you that they didn't see me. This is the time that you guys didn't see me. Mm-hmm. I was still living just five minutes away from where I'm living now. Mm-hmm. Right. You got me but to come to Ramsey, yeah. <laughs> but you couldn't get me to come to church mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at that time because I feel like everywhere I'm looking, you you feel like people are judging you. Mm. Yeah. You know, you feel like people are judging you. And I came to find out later that some of the people did not even know what I was going through. Actually, 90% of the people did not know what I was going through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you 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 created this image, this yes. perception in your life mm-hmm. that everybody knows, mm-hmm. everybody sees you, and because of that, now mm-hmm. your lifestyle is even getting even more complicated. Yes, because you're now you're isolating from people. I was totally isolated because I I had this reality in my head, and and that's how the devil takes you for himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he isolates you by telling you, man, this whole world here, Ezra hates you. Canon will never even help you if you were in a in a problem. Mm-hmm. And I've never had a convert. I've never asked him <laughs> a question. Yeah, you've never even talked yeah. to them. I've right? never even talked to him. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 that's how a lot of people are. That's how depression yeah thrives. Mm-hmm. So now, when you find yourself in that, then you find yourself, hey, I just got paid though, mm-hmm. so I can just quick run, yeah, mm-hmm. get my fix. Mm-hmm. And then come back to the house mm-hmm. and continue the party by myself mm-hmm. or with other people. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So at, and when you talk about isolation now, um, so alcohol, does it all that substance, substance that lifestyle? Mm-hmm. If if you're not with the friends that you are socializing with and using, mm-hmm. I want let's I'll call it using. Yes, using. Yes, when let's using. use that. Yes, that's what it and is. And then so when you're not with them, yeah, other person who are other people who are not using are not. They're enemies. They're enemies. You can't you can't really relate to them. They're enemies. So then if you're not with your using partners, mm-hmm. you're either isolated in your home. Yes. And then double it up with depression mm-hmm. and mental health and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It's dark darkness. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Depression thrives in darkness. Right. And literally that you'll find a lot of people who are going through or who went through what I went through is you are home. <laughs> Excuse me. You are home, but you even have your lights are off. Mm. It's you even physically like to sit in a dark place mm. or um, I, an environment that is not stimulating unless you're using, unless you're smoking weed, unless you're doing your drugs, unless you're drinking. Yeah. Mm. Then you're, you're withdrawn yes. because that's how depression thrives. Mm-hmm. It, do, it, it thrives in that. And in that moment, positivity becomes the hardest thing to find. By yourself. By yourself. By yourself is becomes the hardest thing to find because now if he's, if you're in that situation because somebody violated you in, in, in a way because you gotta remember there are a lot of ladies who got into this because they were abused. Some past they trauma. Were abused. Yeah. Yes. Past trauma. That at that time the only things and the people they can see are their perpetrators. Right. And then at that time I I'm seeing the only thing I'm seeing and I'm feeling is the grief that I never dealt with. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I'm seeing is the people who hate me. My <laughs> the only thing that I'm experiencing is um, all this just negative energy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and that's and then you're stuck. You're stuck. So you're like you, you stuck. You know, so some things we don't know, Kenan. Yeah. Sometimes we don't know what people are going through. No. You know, I see him. Uh, I, I, bro, man, we were. Yeah. You. You know, like like we could meet, but yes. nobody like you're saying. I didn't yes. know. Like we yes. don't know what, yeah. what what people are going through, and and, mm-hmm. and there's someone right now who's going through that, who's listening to this podcast, who feels like everybody else knows what they're going through, mm-hmm. and who feels like, you know, they are. Uh, and everyone is an enemy except for people who they're doing certain things with mm-hmm. and if you think about them maybe they're destructive mm-hmm. I just want to let you know that and this young man here mm-hmm. has made it and that doesn't mean that you always stay there because it's a journey it's a you journey, know life yeah. is a journey right, right. Uh, but 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 if you if Izo did it and you got it mm-hmm. you know you who's listening you are able to come out of whatever you're going through right now mm-hmm. uh, you, you just have to 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 I don't know what it is, but we'll talk about resources, Kenan. Yep. We'll talk about the way yep. forward out of this. Uh, but I want us to pause here and take a break, Kenan. Yeah. I think at this point, I, I want to I want to pause, we take a break, then we come back mm-hmm. so that we can pick up, because we have not hit rock bottom yet, no. where he only has a trash bag. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, then we take that part, and then we start talking about resources as we wind up. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at the Amazing Truth Podcast.
The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Ezra, as we are on this little interlude, um, I want to say that this um, episode is again sponsored by C-Mile Transportation Inc., a transportation company based in Brooklyn Park. Ezra, we are uh, we have we have a project that's running. And my friend, tell me more about that. Listen, if you have not gone to our website yet, <laughs> you are missing it. You are missing it. You are missing it. Uh, go to amazingtruthpodcast.org. You're going to find a link there that will direct you to a place where you can write your story. Yeah. And the title of the uh, the project is what, Kenan? Stories of Hope Memoir. Stories of Hope Memoir. And the essence of these is, as we listen to these uh, inspiring stories, you might not have a chance to come and sit at this table. Yeah. Uh, but your story is one that can inspire and encourage someone. It can be a resource to someone. So when you go to the link, you submit, uh, you click on the, uh, what was that, that page? The Google Forms. The Google Forms, Google right? Forms page. And uh, there's three categories, very short categories, three mm-hmm. paragraphs essentially. Yes. The first one is an introduction about yourself. Mm-hmm. Just if you want to remain anonymous, feel free to do so. Um, we will not, we will, um, we will fulfill your we'll wishes. Respect that. Yep. We'll respect that. And then um, the second paragraph is where you tell us your story. Just, mm-hmm. a, just a few lines about your story, your journey, and uh, how painful it was, how joyful it was, whatever it is. Now, the third paragraph is where we focus on the hope. Yep. You know, we know it's your story, but we want you to encourage someone else who might be going through that or will be going through that. Mm-hmm. Give them some words of encouragement mm-hmm. in a few lines and then submit that to us and we'll compile this uh, book probably by the end of season two. Yep. We'll uh, come up with this to, uh, and then it will it'll be decimated socially. We'll know we just... So someone can get encouraged exactly. by these stories. As someone who's going through their own journey, they can link, click on this book and they can read your story and they can be inspired, they can be encouraged. And I want to tell people, Kenan, that yes. everything that comes out of this project goes towards building a resource mm-hmm. that is going to help people who are going through those problems. Exactly. We can't just talk about issues mm-hmm. without being part of the solution. Yep. And so please, if you want to be part of this story, it's not only about writing but you can also pray for the people yeah. and the stories you're hearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can also in the future maybe donate towards a cause where we can be able to share and help someone mm-hmm. who's dealing with their current crisis. So please, amazingtruthpodcast.org. I want to do a, 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 a follow-up yes. plug here. So to those people who have subscribed to any of our, of our YouTube channels, Spotify, where you get, wherever you get your podcast. I want to encourage you to get five more people yes. to subscribe yes. and to do a, um, a, like. a, re- a review, a like yeah. or whatever. Yeah, five people. I know we have about, not so many, about 65, 67 people on, on YouTube. So those 67 people, find five more people mm-hmm. who can share this uh, amazing journey with us mm-hmm. and subscribe to that and you know follow us and listen to us and give us your <laughs> feedback as much as you listen. Awesome. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at The Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Welcome back. 
from our break. Uh, I hope that uh, you you are still with us. You didn't yeah. go you didn't go for the break and then went one way. Yeah. <laughs> so we're glad Grab that, you that hot chocolate. Yes. Now it's cold. <laughs> Grab that hot it chocolate. It depends where you are. It Some places where, is warm. Yeah, where we are, so wherever you <laughs> are, you know, uh, grab a drink of your choice. Yes. That will reinforce you positively. <laughs> exactly. And then just listen to us. And we say always thank you for your support. Now, yeah. Yeah. let's get back to this. I had a question that I was carry I had to carry forward. Um yeah. during this six months that you had you had so you had your, your sobriety, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Did you replace your drinking with something positive at that point? Or was just was it school? I know you mentioned school, but yeah. is there anything else that you 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 filled that void with? Yes, I I actually um, spent more time with, um, well, I was in a relationship at that time. Uh-huh. And um, when when you are dealing with substance abuse, mm-hmm. your relationships with people close to you, mm-hmm. they suffer immediately yeah. mm-hmm. because you, you find that uh, they, they, are, uh, they are a hindrance to whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I obviously worked on my relationship um, I was a good, um, I was a good brother. I was a good family member. I was a good boyfriend, mostly. And um, I like this part you said, mostly. Mostly, because I had to get it right. Yeah, yeah I had to so get it right that, perfectly. That, yeah. Yeah. And um, and also, I I I started. Um, I think my relate my relationship with God was better. got better at that time. Um, I went, even though we were in the middle of nowhere, I actually started going to church in the middle of nowhere. You know, I so describes this place <laughs> every time he talks in the yeah. middle of nowhere. Yeah. I've, I've been there. It's, it's, it is no it's in the middle of it's nowhere. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And I've been to that church you're talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Way yeah. back. Our it was a good church. Everybody late, knows our everybody. Late, our late uh, brother Brian used to go to oh, that yeah, spot. Yeah, yes. yeah. I think I've been there. Too. I think yeah, I should started there. Yeah. Uh, when he shared his mission yes. trip experience yep. there. Yep. there. So it, is, it is indeed uh, <laughs> the middle of nowhere. So, and then now you're rock bottom. Now you're... Your mental health is mm. affecting you. Mm-hmm. You are thriving at work, mm-hmm. but yet you have a monster, which is yeah. some sort of you have a liquor problem. Yes, you know. So then, are you diagnosed at this point with uh, chemical dependency or sub- substance use disorder or any mental health diagnosis? So usually, you get diagnosed when well, uh, you have to go see somebody every time okay. you get arrested. Mm-hmm. You have to go see somebody if you get a DUI or yeah. whatnot. Um, we did it. And and the funny part is is I was able to convince them mm. that um I I actually started drinking again the night before I got my DUI <laughs> and I haven't drunk since then. This was during your Rule Twenty Five assessment I, or some. Wow. Yes, I Izo is constantly convincing these people. Yeah, <laughs> the police. And, but is he convincing <laughs> himself? Yeah, yeah that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. Mm. Yeah. So I remember this uh, second time, actually. That guy, he didn't even, the first time, she wrote a very good report mm-hmm. and actually said, you know, our patient, we did like three or four sessions. She's like, you're fine. You are just a victim of your circumstances from that night. And went on and on on how good I, I, I am very, I'm not likely to repeat it again. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember the second uh, the second time I went, um, the assessor or the counselor was like, "There's something is not connecting. Mm. There is a part of the truth that you are omitting, 
but you're meeting it in such a way that I can't even pin you down to it. Mm. He said that at some point you will pin yourself down. Wow. But right now I don't have anything that I can pin you down for you to go to um even to go to rehab or anything because mm-hmm. you haven't given you haven't checked off all the boxes for inpatient treatment mm-hmm. you know wow. it, it helps when you have a thriving career and you have yeah. a family that um family mostly doesn't drink especially when your elders in the family don't drink and whoever you are hanging around with doesn't drink mm then you really look like the only bad the apple only which done, yeah. can be dealt with yeah so you you know so so how only did you i was only supposed to i was only i only did like two days session and that was it okay so you uh, your previous podcast you mentioned that you hit rock bottom how did you hit there now take so, us to that journey so fast forward after that you know eventually the chips start falling mm-hmm. the lies and not even only the lies is that um any abnormal lifestyle doesn't last mm-hmm. so i started when you when you struggle with substance abuse mm-hmm. the things you lose are things you can never replace mm-hmm. so you lose them slowly the relationships the people mm-hmm. um uh, and i got to a point where i wasn't able to fo- function anymore mm-hmm. so i was taking um weeks off of work cuz I wasn't you know and this is coming from me um I've I always used to just to go to work maybe a little too much than I should mm-hmm. so started missing work and um and eventually I'm I got in a case I got a I got a case at work mm-hmm. that uh for drug diversion mm-hmm. so um I didn't have the drugs in my system mm-hmm. but I got charged with attempted theft of right. medication mm-hmm. and didn't take it mm-hmm. right. but it was attempted theft so that led that led for me that opened up a case with the border nursing mm-hmm. and um with that opening a case with the border nursing then eventually ended my employment um I actually had resigned from a management job. I was just working as a regular nurse mm-hmm. and it was just the alcohol habit became too big mm-hmm. to ignore now, to mm-hmm. contain, yeah. It was too big because I I had to wake up every morning. Mm-hmm. I had to have like two you know like Bottles. I would have to have mm-hmm. a couple of this of wine mm-hmm. for me to start my day. Because the previous day I had one and a half mm-hmm. liters of liquor mm-hmm. before I went to bed. I was 105 pounds. Wow. 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 And yeah, I went down to 105 pounds. You could tell by just looking at me that I'm sick. You get to a point where people just you know when I go around or when I'm in these community places even when I see people laughing, I can I can look most of the time and tell that this young person over here is going through something because mm, you've experienced you've walked because I've experienced journey. it. You can connect it with them. You can you can tell by the way mm-hmm. they are laughing mm-hmm. and somebody from the outside who's never gone through it they're like oh this is a young vibrant person mm-hmm. and and if if you know Izo he's a he's a little guy i know yes. you know so yes. you know, yes. so so that's what it does to you so mm-hmm. that, and that was cont- no food not eating cuz you know you have no appetite, no appetite and then it, it also it, when i ate 
I would never get drunk as much as I wanted. Right. It would take forever for alcohol to get in my system when I eat. So your food intake went I down. I usually used to drink, then eat. Right. People usually eat, then drink. Me, from the get-go, mm-hmm. is drinks first, then food later. So that, you know, so then rock bottom now. Mm-hmm. So rock bottom, I, I lose my job. Yeah. And even though my family would tell you, no, he was not homeless, if they didn't take me in, mm-hmm. I had lost my apartment. That mm-hmm. th- that does bring me. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so if actually, none of them were in, in homeless, town. Yeah. 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 Actually, by definition, homeless is not the fact that you don't have a place. Uh, a place. Is actually technical when they're sharing a room with someone with else. Someone else. Yeah, that's yeah. the definition by law. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, where I work, we kind yeah. of deal with that. Yeah. So there's a definition that I, even me when I read it first, I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, you're not. You lost your apartment. You right. lost your well. So you, mm. your family had to take you back in. Yes, I, I, I had to go back in, and that was probably um, the beginning of the humbling process. Mm-hmm. Because now you start seeing everything, whether you was validated or not validated, you start to see the self-destruction add up. Mm-hmm. And um, um, about, um, I would say that happened in July. Well, my license got suspended in July. Mm-hmm. And I lost my apartment in March. Mm-hmm of 2015 and when the day that i I received the notice from my lawyer that my license for practice had been suspended Mm -hmm. um i think i froze for about 15 20 minutes Mm -hmm. i didn't move i couldn't talk i couldn't hear anything Mm -hmm. i couldn't see anything because anytime you've worked so hard for something yeah yeah and for me healthcare was a passion Mm -hmm. you know um, I actually quit going to where I was accepted mm-hmm. to go to wow. a community college so I can do my passion. Mm-hmm. And and you can imagine how that conversation yeah. went with an African parent that <laughs> you've been We're accepted educa- to a university, but you've decided to go to a community college, community college so you yeah. can chase what you wanted to do. Right. And um, and so I wanted to do it, and I, I really, really wanted to do it. And I was now, and then I said, you know what? Since I've lost everything, I was so mad at the world. I said, now I'm just going to drink until this roof falls off. Mm. And be very careful what you say in your head because God will deliver you that. Man. Oh, man. So now, were your so, so yeah, let's talk about your support system. So at this point, your family has been your constant support system. Mm-hmm. So coming back home was a breath of fresh air, at least for. At that you know point. what? It wasn't because okay. at that time, everybody's telling you what you're doing is wrong. wrong. You already see them as enemies. Mm-hmm. You are only liking them because they're housing you. <laughs> <laughs> you no. take away the house, you're gone. Yes. You have no business with them. Yeah, because you alienate and the way this thing works is um whenever you're going through depression and you you don't see and and you don't see the world mm-hmm. for what it is. Mm-hmm. You alienate mm-hmm. everybody who is of good mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Because you've already alienated the first and main thing, the mm-hmm. the connection with God. Yeah. is not where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Once you mess with that connection mm-hmm. 
then the way the devil works is he makes sure that you mess with all the other secondary connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, <coughs> how long were you with family? Because I know at some point you, you mentioned these. Yes. So I'm going to come back. You ended up in rehab. Yes. How does that journey unfold until you end up there now? Because so now you're going to drink yourself to death, like yes. whatever it is. This is the only thing you're going to do. You've yes. lost your license. You've mm-hmm. lost. Where are your friends at this point? Did you have friends, by the way? The only friends I had were very few who stuck by me. They know themselves. <laughs> the the few friends who stuck by me. Um, but I know I know you're a very popular guy. You yes. have friends. You yes. have you, you you know you're a people's person. Yes. But I at this point, you found yourself only you, mm-hmm. and a few people left with you. And a few people left with me, mm-hmm. because the one thing that is also um, is that when you fall from grace, mm-hmm. you'll find that you'll also fall out of other people's graces. Mm-hmm. Okay. From grace to grass, man. Yes. And and at that point, I lost a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Just from the simple fact that I didn't have the same social status that I used to have. You have no money now. You have no money now. You only have money for like the dead end liquor. You know, the one where when you drink it, you feel like a, a train, you know, ran through you the previous <laughs> night. It is, it's very, it's very interesting. And then when you see these whole things fall around you. Mm-hmm. The you know the evil forces have uh, get a tighter grasp on you, and then you are like the only really thing now that understands me is what I'm using, wow. because everything else is falling and everything keeps falling, mm-hmm. but you still don't realize like this is the problem. It's whatever I'm hanging on to, is as problem. my saving grace is actually why everything keeps falling. That's a, that's a distraction. Yeah, yeah. So rehab. Yeah. So I. The, the way I ended up going to rehab is I sat up one night the whole night. I couldn't sleep. Mm. Um, I asked myself what I haven't... I tried changing, by the way. Mm-hmm. So the, know, during this time, you're trying? I'm trying. You're trying. I, 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 I wasn't going out. I I wasn't hanging out with anybody. Um, I wasn't smoking weed. I wasn't using any other drug. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to go to church. Mm-hmm. I And that's when I started going to Southview. Okay, I see. I see how the transition and makes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I start going to Southview. I I like the current pastor that they they had at that time. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's speaking to me. Mm-hmm. And and um, and then I I f- one day my niece woke me up. I think it was with uh, I think it was God sent. Mm-hmm. And I ended up making it to. Um, Sabbath school. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, we're not leaving without you. I was like, okay. So we make it to Sabbath school. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I'm sitting in there mm-hmm. and I'm thinking. And for the listeners who are not familiar with this, Sabbath school is like a program in church yes. that you know, early in the morning, like mm-hmm. kind of a school. Yes. Yeah, yes. You, learn, okay. you have to be up early. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So um, I make it. Then I was like, man, I like this. Mm-hmm. I. I I want to be a part of this again. Mm-hmm. The last time I felt that kind of um, belonging mm-hmm. and connection to a church is when we were in Kenyan Community Church mm-hmm. in 2005. Mm-hmm. This is 2016. Oh, there's, a, there's 11 years. Mm-hmm. 
I said, I wanted to be a part of this again. So I sat up that night. I didn't get no peace. Mm-hmm. God decided, I'm not going to give you peace yes. until we put this to an end and wow. you make a decision that mm-hmm. this is where you're going to go mm-hmm. or this is where you're going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went through all the things I'd done and I'd changed. Mm-hmm. And then I found, hey, there's one thing that you haven't changed. Mm-hmm. You're still drinking. Mm-hmm. I had changed everything. I'd even changed the kind of shoes I wear. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Name it. Uh-huh. I had done it. I had Props to you, man. That's changed. good. I That's had good. changed yeah. everything except the bottle. Mm. Then I was like, you know what? Then um, th- this is, um, I have to, what do I have to do? I mean, when, when you don't have anything to lose mm-hmm. and you've lost everything, yeah, you don't have a house. You don't. Yeah. I didn't even have a phone at this time. I couldn't afford a phone. Wow. I did not have a phone. I did not. I had $5 in my wallet and that was it. No bank account, no nothing. Everything closed. My boy. <sighs> so, and then I was like, I'm changing. And I I told him, you know, I want to go to rehab. By that time, my family had cornered me and told me, you have to go. I was like, you know, by the way, that's the decision I also made last night. It's good that we made the same decision. <laughs> <laughs> but don't, that, that's that's probably God. Not probably. I think it's God. He said I wasn't going to give you no peace. And anybody who knows me, they know that I can sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so if you tell them I so stayed all night they were like, no. with no alcohol <laughs> there's a and stayed up, yeah. there's, there's something wrong here. <laughs> but, but, but I think I want to highlight something. I don't want us to miss this, that you... you First of all, yourself came to that yeah. decision yeah. that you want to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people, even if you corner them and take them to rehab, if they have not come to that decision it themselves, yeah. it, it work. won't work. Yeah. Right? So so I think that as listeners are listening out here, mm-hmm. you know, I hope this starts that conversation in your head if you're going through something like this. You need to have that conversation yourself before With anyone yourself. else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you can, there's a saying, an African saying, you know, when Africans have to throw mm. these mis- mm. these sayings yeah. in there, that you can take a cow to the river, but you cannot force it to drink water. Yes. Exactly. So you can take someone to, you know, rehab. You can take someone to go get treatment. You can take mm. someone, but if they're not willing mentally and ready to get there, mm-hmm. then there's a problem. So you get there. How long were you in rehab? Uh, um, so that we, we yeah. you know, build on this. So now t- tell so us, go, so your family mm-hmm. corners you. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, that's where I am. Mm-hmm. So next, how yeah. do we go from there? Yeah, so I I go to rehab um, about a week, a week or two later uh-huh. because it, it took a while. Uh-huh. The, the one that I wanted to go to um, was a smaller one. Okay. I wanted to go to like the one that had a max of five people. Okay. For some reason, I wanted to go to a small thing. And and all of it was really God sent. Uh-huh. You know, the other places that opened up, um, I didn't like them. Okay. I didn't like them. I wanted that one. Um, the excuse that I used to my family was like, this <coughs> is closer to home. And everybody wanted something closer to home so yeah. that they can come see me. Yeah. But really, it was really God sent that I went there. So I go to rehab. Um, it's 30-day program. Mm-hmm. Inpatient. In, inpatient 30-day program. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and I get there. Um, first thing that I learn, oh, before I go to rehab, I have my last drink. Mm-hmm. I come remember... On, Fighting <laughs> 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 <did>. short. <laughs> oh man. Uh-huh. So I decided to have my last drink. I drank the whole bottle and I did not feel a thing. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I think this is time. Mm. 
because yeah. I was like, all I did was just go to the bathroom. I did. I did not feel a thing. Wow. I I did not feel a thing mm-hmm. to even double check that on the on the sixth on the sixth March sixteen two thousand sixteen. I said, you know what? I'm gonna have a beer just to double check. I didn't feel nothing. So that's why I always count my sobriety date as of the eighth because there were twenty four hours that ran through there, mm-hmm. and then we started on the eighth. 8th of March, 2016. 2016, yeah. Wow. So it's five go, years ago now. Been so bad, yeah, almost yeah. five years. Almost five yeah. years. So I go, and and it was a very good program. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, basically, um, rehab. There's no medication that they give you. Mm-hmm. That it's like, okay, Ezra, now take this. You will never covet alcohol again, mm-hmm. and you are healed. No, rehab is. They give you tools for you to go out back in the real world, because. Mm-hmm. When I came out is when, well, I had already started. In there, I uncovered all the things that I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. I had to uncover them. I had to be open. Mm-hmm. And I had to say my personal business. Mm-hmm. As an African man, mm-hmm. saying your personal business is taboo just yeah. by itself. Right. So Jeez. talking about your personal business was something that I had to open up and, and get used to. Mm-hmm. And... um you know, I learned that, and and you know, among other things, what you learn is that you know, th- this various levels of substance abuse. That even when I was six months, it was just a holiday, really, because mm-hmm. I had never made up on a mind that I was never gonna drink again. I, I, so, I, so, yeah, I right. door that is not closed is still open. I so, let me let me pause you and ask a question. There's someone who's listening to this, and they're wondering what are some of those tools because they've not gone there. If you can just highlight them in punchline points, yes. yep. bullet points, yeah, yep. what would you? And tell us, uh, we can name the program, yeah. The, yeah. the rehab uh, that, the, yeah, that the you rehab. went to, and then tell us the tools. Yeah, the, the place that I went to, and, and even when people have reached out to me, um, I have um, I have uh, always recommended a small place because mm-hmm. then you'll get one-on-one with the counselors more than a place where you are 20 people. It was Paul's place in um, Farmington. Okay. And they have Paul's yes, place. that's a Paul's place is um a guys, mm-hmm. and then they have a women's they call Margaret's place. Okay, mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> so now the tools that they gave you, it just in a nutshell. So the tools that they gave me in a nutshell is um um number one to always remember that you can always pick it up. Okay, where you where where you left it, um you will um you will deal with cravings going forward. Mm-hmm. It's you're not healed. Mm-hmm. You learn to live with cravings. what you learn to live with cravings, mm-hmm. and um, number two is um, I mean um, substances, mm-hmm. especially for alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's not the problem; mm-hmm. it's the choices that you make mm-hmm. using it. Mm-hmm. Because there are rules, whether you are Christian or not. There are rules of of engaging in partaking in legal substances, mm-hmm. but. If you follow those rules to the T, it actually you're supposed to just have one drink a day. Mm. There's probably two percent people who drink alcohol the way it should be mm-hmm. out of everybody. Um, um, I learned to first of all to face my fears, mm-hmm. not to run away from them, um, and um, to always have a person to who to connect with mm-hmm. or 
that one they they, they called it a higher power mm. for me i said i'm not going to beat around the bush mm. i have to work on my faith because if you're a christian mm. you have a faith mm-hmm. and you'll be shocked that in rehab they mm. talk to you about connecting to your faith yeah i was able to see that when i lost the connection to my faith my identity crisis got worse mm. I wanted to fit in somewhere else because I knew who I was before I came here. Mm-hmm. I came here and tried to fit in different places. Now, now I'm sorry to cut you, mm-hmm. but, but it goes back to where we started, but one. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was that identity crisis mm-hmm. as a teenage boy that was never addressed. Mm-hmm. And here you're going back, you know, it's built up until you've lost everything. Yeah. And you're finally coming to a place to know your identity mm-hmm. and, and face it. Mm-hmm. And and um, there's a young person who's struggling with identity crisis out there. There is, you know, a parent who's looking at their child and trying to understand them. Mm-hmm. Please take time as a parent, as an adult, as a guardian, talk to your young people. Yeah. Don't just assume and yell and tell them do it mm-hmm. because if that identity crisis is not addressed and it's not dealt with. Yeah. Such are the stories that we're going to hear and not everybody will come back. Like Iso comes, keep going yeah. in the tools. I'm sorry, I just wanted yeah. to plug yeah, that yeah, in yeah. because I yeah. think yeah. I felt it's it was right. important. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And then um, the importance of uh, taking time mm-hmm. for self-reflection and honest self-reflection, sober self-reflection, mm-hmm. where you look at yourself or you look at a cup and you see it as a cup, and ten other people can see it as a cup. Mm. And and honestly grading yourself, but also forgiving yourself. Um, you have to deal with the shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. Whichever, whatever brought you to that river of using has to be dealt with. And, and, and the way that addiction thrives is through shame and guilt. You are so ashamed of what you did, you end up feeling so guilty. And then you are either sh- you are either ashamed or guilty. Mm-hmm. That's why you just keep finding a an escape route in using, mm-hmm. and um, had to deal with that. I dealt with that. My biggest thing is um, forgiving myself. Mm-hmm. I never forgave myself. I've always been a tough grader on myself ever since I was little. I never ever forgave myself really, and I would say probably two to three years into my sobriety, mm-hmm. and. And I worked on that from, I started working on it during um, uh, rehab. Because you will never, you have to change your mind. You have to change the way you think. You have to change the way you see the world. You have to change the way you feel the world. Because whatever you are seeing, whatever you are feeling, and whatever you are experiencing was not reality. Whether it was trauma or whether it was through identity crisis, what you experienced afterwards was not really what was there because there's, there was, there was, there, there is a better world, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I deal with my problems now when I'm sober, you know. I've dealt with single parenthood now when I'm sober. I have dealt with bills and I have dealt with um, um, grief, I have dealt with death. I have dealt with everything now that I'm sober. Man, this is powerful, Kenan. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. Keep so going. I, I just want him to keep going. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to cut him off, man. So, it's, so I mean, it's it, it's um it, it's one of those things that when you are deep in the dungeon of depression, you don't see how you could face the world or you could have self dialogue when you're when you don't have a clear mind or I mean when you have a clear mind but you will never get over your trauma whatever happened to you you will never get over it and you will never forgive yourself now just imagine somebody who was um who was sexually assaulted number one they blame themselves mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. so they already have that aspect of blaming themselves mm-hmm. and then they've never gotten an apology from the person who did it mm. There's no closure. There's no closure. Mm-hmm. So now, couple no closure with no forgiveness from self. And the worst grudge you can have on earth, leave alone the grudge about you, me versus you versus you, Kenan. Mm-hmm. The worst grudge you can have is against yourself. Mm-hmm. Because now you've even closed God from coming in. Oh, wow. So. I think this is where I start speaking in my language. <laughs> no. <laughs> because, um, you know, I'm lost of words. Um, I feel like there's, there's much that needs to be done. I feel like uh, many people are going through that. You and I A have lot. grown together in the same mm-hmm. community. Yeah. We, we have friends, family, people yeah. that have dealt with that. And they're probably there because they were wronged or something happened. Yeah. Um, as as we start closing these, where are you now? So now where I am is well, I'm about to get my five years in in a month or so. Okay, I stopped counting <laughs> at some <laughs> point. Congratulations! Yeah, by the way, congratulations! Big up Thank for you. that. Glory, congratulations, glory man! Glory yeah, to God! Yeah. 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 Do you have a sponsor? Um, um, I I did. I used to have a sponsor. Okay. Um, I need well, to get speak another a language one. that I understand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I need. Oh, yeah. I I lost contact with my sponsor about uh, was it a year and a half ago, uh, so. because he got older and he stopped coming to AA. So yeah. I still went to AA. I really really do um encourage alcoholic alcohol yeah. alcohol anonymous anonymous. So yes. these are. A sponsor is someone who's gone through the journey of mm-hmm. substance abuse. Has mm-hmm. is sober, uh-huh. so you he's a focal point for you, like a mentor. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. reach out to him and talk to him if you, if you're struggling, if there's relapse you're, you're going through. If mm-hmm. you're, so that's something that you someone specifically for you during mm-hmm. that journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alcohol Anonymous. Those are AA groups that uh, yeah. someone who's going gone has gone through it mm-hmm. or is going through it. There's mm-hmm. groups where you can go and talk. So there's ma- there's many. There's yeah. Alcoholic Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous. Yes. There's even Sexual Abuse Anonymous. Yes. All those. So there's all of those. All yeah. those groups. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you, Kenan. I'm <laughs> glad I'm sitting <laughs> at this table with you. <laughs> no. and, it's, and it's one of those things that people, that even if you're still drinking, even if you're still yeah. smoking, even if you're still using, even if you're still shooting, whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. go to these groups. Because what I found in AA... I didn't. Uh, uh, there are things that I found in AA that I didn't find in church, mm-hmm. but in turn strengthened my faith. Mm-hmm. Cause I went to AA and people told stories of things that they went through after they stopped using. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think I have a reason to use again. The withdrawal. I mean, yep. it's the things that people went through. When people talk to you about going through divorce, losing their kids, mm-hmm. they're going through multiple deaths in the family. It, it, they talk to you about real life problems and they didn't drink after that. Mm. 
you're like, okay. My I think my I think I was having a few late bills and and a trash bag. At least I think I have a room yeah, in my family. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. You know, you and say that I yeah. think my problem when you go and you share with other people who are going through you, they it minimizes your problems mm-hmm. and then it opens up your world to like, hey, you know what? When you come back, when you quit, oh by the way, you're still gonna have bills that are due. And mm-hmm. yes, people are still going to die. Mm-hmm. And and yes. And uh, and and if you think you're the only problem, uh, I mean the person who's facing the challenge of single parenthood as a Christian and how stigmatized that is too, mm-hmm. you're like, mm, there's ten thousand other people dealing with it. I think this is informative, and I hate to say that uh, our time has and is running out. Uh, but I feel like there's there's going to be a need a session as we start this journey. Maybe Ken and what I can I can pitch and appeal to you, Izo, is that we're going to have other guests who are going to come on the yes. very similar topic. Mm. Maybe we can do a bonus session where we just have them talk and yeah. we just have a group right. Right. and right. have that conversation because I think once we hear the stories, we also need to start talking about. We've, we haven't even scratched where you are. You're talking about some really good gems mm-hmm. that we want people to go home with that they can use. So I just want to uh, ask. You know the hearing of everybody else that when we have that opportunity, yeah. that you grace us so that we can have an open conversation with other gentlemen yeah. or yeah. ladies. Open mic. Open mm-hmm. mic. Yeah, we can yes. have an open mic where we hopefully that can be live on yeah, YouTube. Right, so we can put something yeah. like that yeah. so that even people who are listening can in- engage, interact, yes. or something like that. Yeah. So that we can make it happen. So, uh-huh. yeah, I, I, we've, uh, we're, we're thankful. Yes. We're thankful. I'm, so I'm, I'm thankful too. One liner. Give mm-hmm. us a one liner as a parting shot as yeah. we finish. You know, for remember that, uh, you know, with everything that you're going through, you're not alone. Um, even if it might seem that you are alone, I don't know how long uh, you've been going through it or you know someone who's been going through it. Um, there is a better world and there is an answer. Um, there's, there's no one who was born to live in uh, pain and anguish. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah, for me, I think successfully, you know, breaking breaking from the chain of addiction. I mean, it takes it takes one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Just listening, just listening to you, it takes one step at a time, and you don't have to do it immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, you can take those steps gradually. Listen to your support system, talk to someone, and you can do it. And one thing you mentioned is, as I think, is that we are all. <laughs> what I've learned is we are all at in the stages of change. Yes. And we are all at a stage. Mm-hmm. You might be at the beginning mm-hmm. or you might be at the end. Yeah. So you are you're in a stage of change. So wherever you are, whether you're contemplating yeah. quitting, yeah. you're contemplating, you know, talking to someone, or you are at the point where you are now, you are at yeah. the you know tail end. The tail end of your ch- of your uh, journey of change. Yeah. We are all at a stage of change. So yeah. keep at it, look for some support and do one one day at a time. Yeah. Awesome. I want to say this. I don't want to close with my own words. I want to close with the words of Aizo himself because I think through these series he has really uh, given me some gems that I think I want to remind you. He said this and that was the truth minute. Your excuse your excuse may seem to be valid at the moment. Mm. But in the long run, self destruction or distracting behavior will invalidate it. Yeah. You know, whatever you're going through, it might be genuine and it could be genuine and it is genuine. But if you engage in that self-destructing behavior, it will invalidate that. But the 
verse that we read is the favorite for Isaac and I think that's the uh, I mean Isaiah <laughs> and that's the one that I want to close out with. He read to us from the book of James and this is your favorite verse yes, and you wanted James. to read it so I'm yes. just doing the honors for <laughs> thank you. you. Thank uh, you. James 1 verses 2 and says my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials. So through his trials he is counting it now as as all joy. Yes. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And I'm sure you've walked the mm-hmm. patience journey. You've been yes. patient. 5 years now yes. you're still yes. counting, right? <laughs> yes. And it's about letting patience but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing mm, that yes. is our hope yes that that may be the uh, the truth for you that you may not lack anything you may yeah. continue walking the journey yes. and remember yes. a righteous man falls seven times if the journey goes down yes. don't stay there no. let's go get back thank you guys that is amazing truth podcast all the resources will be laid on the website paul's place is where the re- the treatment uh, center yes. you went to paul's place it's in uh, it's in dakota county all these yes. resources will be uh, on our website yes listen mm-hmm. share subscribe yes thank you for listening to this episode of the amazing truth podcast we hope you were blessed as you listen don't forget to share like and subscribe God bless you and see you on the next one.